don't think it can happen to you. The hit and run chase in California, a motorcycle rider witnessing a driver slam into several cars and then speeding away. It can happen to you within seconds, a blink of an eye. Tonight about the man suspected of killing a woman in a hit and run and his plan to evade justice. When you take your eyes off the road for just seconds, when you're driving your car, oh, yes, it can happen to you. See, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. When the sands of time will run out within your hourglass. New at 10, a hit and run caught on video. And now a teenager and his family are looking for the driver who took off. He was a victim of a distracted driver hitting the road while riding his motorcycle going 65 miles per hour. He nearly lost his life. Now on a crusade to help save lives and prevent someone else from becoming a victim, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com and now the host of this podcast, it's Howard Drescher. All right, welcome back to the show. Welcome back to DistractedDriversBusted.com, the podcast show. I am your host, Howard Drescher, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com, and of course, now this podcast show. You can follow me on Twitter at DistractedDBTV, at DistractedDBTV, and of course on Facebook, DistractedDB. And you can get the shows on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and Amazon, just type in the keyword distracted DB. Okay, so we've reached a new milestone within our podcasts. Um, these are the countries that have listened, downloaded, and listened to the show. Many of them, obviously, um, multiple times, but we have two new ones, and I want to thank them for joining us, and I will give them their adieu when it is time. But right now, I can just let you know that, well, the United States is downloaded the most, uh, and I can't, I'll break it down in states on another show. But I have the United States, France, Canada, Colombia, United Kingdom, Indonesia, Ireland, Norway, Japan. It's been a while. Welcome back. You hit me up early last year. You were with me for about five months, and then you faded out. Uh, and of course, two new ones that I want to welcome, Belgium and Switzerland. Uh, I got two downloads apiece from those two countries. Uh, I want to thank them for downloading and listening to my show. Don't be a stranger. This is what I do each and every week, maybe twice a week. Sometimes uh, I might skip a week or two, just depends on how I feel. Uh, lately, uh, I have really been dragging and I have not been doing the proper number of shows that I normally do. And I apologize to each and every one of you. And if I probably was more consistent, I would end up having more and more followers and more countries, you know, dialing in. But I do appreciate everyone who downloads and listens to my podcast. Again, I'm just doing this to like as a PSA service because I was nearly killed, as you heard in the opening from Gina. I was nearly killed by a distracted driver while I was riding my motorcycle to work. And for the life of me, I don't know why she was distracted. She kind of cut into my lane, realized that she almost hit me, swerved over, almost hit that car onto the right of her, swerved back over into me and I landed on the ground again doing the 
the speed limit of 65 miles an hour. And it was a tragedy. Um, one, because I nearly died. Two, I no longer ride a motorcycle. I no longer do what I want to do. I no longer handle the freedom that I earned. You know, growing up, got my license, got my motorcycle license, obviously had my car license already. My freedom for me, and one thing that I've earned, I can choose whether to drive a car or ride a motorcycle. Unfortunately, I no longer can. And it's not that I can't. It's that I'm afraid to. Especially nowadays, when you have people on the roads and doing all sorts of crazy stuff, it just gets you, and it's just totally, totally freaks you out. And I get it. I really do. Um, if you remember back a couple months ago, um, I was had a guest on for about six weeks. She wrote a book dealing with distracted driving, uh, dealing with a recovery from a crash. And unfortunately, I don't have that name in, in the book anymore right now in front of me. And I feel bad, so I'm going to have to find it during my commercial break or something. But I can tell you this. I can tell you this. The mental anguish, the main mental anxiety that one feels after a crash and near-death experience totally changes you. It will totally change you from day one. Do I act differently because of it? Yeah, you better believe I do. Am I more cautious? Am I suspicious of people? Yes, I am. I don't trust anybody anymore when they're behind me driving a car. I no longer trust them. Or even if they're on the side of me, I no longer trust them. I'm always constantly looking left to the right, left and to the right, just to see. Are they on their phones? And if they are, either one, I speed up or two, slow down and you go ahead. Because it doesn't matter anymore. People are going to do what they want to do. It's the me, 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 me syndrome. And when it comes to that, it is so, so disappointing. So here we are. Um, I'm going to cut to the chase on this one. I'm going to go real quick on this. And let's go to, let, let, uh, Deb, go to um, cut for the uh, uh, top story of the previous week. And now it's time for the top story from the previous show. All right, the top story from the previous show comes from, obviously, Fox 13 out of Utah, and uh, you know what? I got to tell you, I love this story. Uh, finally, a feel-good story that I can go with, and it was in regards to Utah having the first female motorcycle officer. She's just about ready to graduate school in the up or in the previous class, or they just graduated. She'll be out on the road after just a little bit more instructions. She'll be out on the road just like her male counterparts. And yes, yes, it is good to see something like this happen. And don't be surprised, Utah. Don't be surprised if she pulls up along the side of you or pulls you over for doing something wrong and you get a ticket. Here's a story, again, from Fox 13, and I appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound. 
As we near the 100 deadliest days on Utah roads, drivers can expect to see more motorcycle enforcement. UHP motor troopers are looking for seatbelt violations and speeders. Fox 13 News anchor Brian Schnee spoke to a new UHP motor trooper who will take to the road in just a few weeks and hopes to inspire more women to wear the uniform and serve. Utah Highway Patrol has been using motorcycles since 1923. A full-time staff of more than 20 motorcycle troopers that features an all-male group until now. It's definitely a challenging thing, and uh, you just have to have the mental strength to get through it and push yourself through the entire class. After passing a series of pre-screening testing and coursework, Trooper Kate Van Rosendahl will be UHP's first female motorcycle trooper. It's a cool experience, I guess, but um, I don't want it to take away from all the hard work that all of the others had to do, for sure. All the guys definitely had to go through the exact same experience that I did, and but it's a, it's a really cool thing. Trooper Van Rosendahl grew up riding dirt bikes. While with UHP, she expressed interest in joining the motorcycle division. I just kind of reached out and was like, I'll give it a shot, I guess, see what happens. And it just kind of worked out. Over the years, a handful of other women have tried to go through motor school, but just didn't complete the course. I had bruises from my mid-thigh all the way down to the bottom of my feet from the whole entire experience. And so it was just definitely like, keep going, keep going, keep going. It sucks. Your body hurts, your hands hurt, you can't pick stuff up at the end of the night. A grueling few weeks of course training will now lead to a few more weeks of training on our roads before she hits the road for patrol. I really hope it inspires other females to apply to highway patrol and try and be on motors with me. I need more females to come ride with me. In Murray, Brian Schnee, Fox 13 News, Utah. As the first female graduate from motor training, Trooper Van Rosendahl expects some drivers to be a little surprised when she approaches their vehicle. Just remember, her main goal is to keep the roads safe as we approach the summer travel season. That was the top story from the previous show. All right, that's the top story from the previous show. Yeah, hey. Ah, more power to her because honestly, to tell you the truth, riding motorcycles is pretty tough. And for her to complete the academy's course, it's pretty significant. It's pretty daunting. And yet she did it. And I just say congratulations to her. All right, you're listening to DistractedDriversBusted.com, the podcast show. All right, when we come back, yeah, there's nothing like somebody hitting somebody, killing them, and running off like a scared rabbit. We have no morals. We have no principles anymore. You're listening to DistractedDriversBusted.com. We'll be back. Putting back a few, and a few becomes a few too many. For a moment, you think about going for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. What's the worst that can happen? You get pulled over, your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you total your car, you kill someone. There's no way you can hide it. If you drive drunk, they're gonna find you. So stop kidding yourself. Sir, have you been drinking tonight? 
Sir, have you been drinking this evening? Sir, have you been drinking tonight? They will catch you and arrest you. Drive sober or get pulled over. All right, welcome back to DistractedDriversBusted.com, the podcast show. I am your host, Howard Drescher, the creator of Distracted Drivers Busted and now this podcast show. You can follow me on Twitter at DistractedDBTV, at DistractedDBTV, and of course on Facebook, eh, DistractedDB. And of course, you can get the shows on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcast. Just type in the keyword DistractedDB. All right, so... Yeah, yeah, there is nothing more terrible than having a mother, a father, a child, a daughter, aunt, uncle, cousin, niece, nephew, or anybody, anybody at all. It doesn't matter. No way that somebody should get hit and killed and the driver just drive off. You cannot tell me that you do not know what you just did. So that's why this is what I like to call the scumbag of the week right here. And the story comes from ABC 10, and I appreciate them for allowing me the news or allowing me to use the audio. And again, this, this station is down in San Diego, and I appreciate them again for allowing me to use the sound. ABC 10 News. We need justice for someone who's sick in the life of my mom and someone who is a grandmother. New at 4 o'clock, a daughter is in search of answers after a hit-and-run driver killed an Oceanside woman while she was walking in her neighborhood Sunday. Loved ones tell ABC 10 News reporter Michael Chen she was a loving grandmother who is excited about meeting her newest grandchild. Cecilia Shu was on her morning walk when she was struck and killed. Instead of stopping, the driver made a U-turn. Missing actually not just a piece, it's a... She was my mom. Five days later, Enid Shu's grief remains searing. Feeling that I have is quite a bit of emptiness. On Sunday morning, just before 8.30, 68-year-old Cecilia, a few years removed from double hip replacement surgery, was getting in her daily exercise, walking on the sidewalk along Benet Road. Police say a black Honda SUV drove onto the sidewalk and hit Cecilia before making a U-turn and driving away. Cecilia would die at the scene. Not a forgivable action that they did. Don't think that it was fair that she was taken away from us. Enid calls her mom a funny, optimistic woman who was enjoying her retirement and loved being a grandma. She was making plans to see her newest grandchild. I just had a newborn two two weeks ago. She didn't get to meet him. Sadly, it's a meeting that will no longer happen after a walk turned tragic. Police believe the collision that killed Cecilia was accidental and speed may have been a factor. We're told the same car has been seen speeding in the area before. Enid now appealing to the public. So please call the authorities with the information that they have. For answers. We need justice for someone who's sick in the life of my mom. That person needs to take responsibility. Michael Chen, ABC 10 News. The vehicle is believed to be a black Honda HRV. The vehicle would have damage to the front bumper and grill. Anyone with information is asked to call Oceanside Police. All right, and again, that story comes from 
10 News out of San Diego. And quite honestly, did you hear what the daughter said? It was possibly an accident. Well, it may have been up until the part where they did the U-turn and took off. Now it's a felony. It's a hit and run. That driver doesn't deserve any mercy at all because quite honestly, they don't deserve it because of the fact of what the hell they did. They took, that was their conscience that went ahead and said, dude, I got to get out of here. That, that is a very snap decision to get out of there. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. Somebody like this needs to be locked up and the key thrown away. Because how would they feel if it was their mother or their father or somebody in their family that was struck and killed by a driver and that driver did a U-turn and took off? You'd see them on the news going, oh my gosh, how can this happen? Oh my God, I can't believe it. This is, oh my God, I can't believe it. How does this happen? How does it happen? It's because you got people like you that decided just to take off and go. I have been pounding the pavement. I have been pounding tabletops. I have been pounding this microphone each and every week, sometimes twice, three times a week when I do these shows. I have been asking for tougher and stricter laws. Will that happen? I don't know. I'm apparently not knocking on the right door. I'm knocking on doors and nobody's home. Nobody's listening. I need to knock on the door where somebody will open it up and say, yes, I have been waiting for you for years. Now let's get busy and let's do something about this and make tougher and stricter laws. All right, when we come back, oh boy. L.A.'s district attorney. Oh, he's too lenient. I'm going to talk about that and much more. We'll be back after this. You've been putting back a few, and a few becomes a few too many. For a moment, you think about going for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. What's the worst that can happen? You get pulled over, your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you total your car, you kill someone. Hey, there's no way you can hide it. If you drive drunk, they're gonna find you. So stop kidding yourself. Sir, have you been drinking tonight? Sir, have you been drinking this evening? Sir, have you been drinking tonight? They will catch you and arrest you. Drive sober or get pulled over. All right, welcome back to DistractedDriversBusted.com, the podcast show. I'm your host, Howard Drescher, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com, and of course, now this podcast show. You can follow me on Twitter at DistractedDBTV, at DistractedDBTV, on Facebook, it's DistractedDB, and you can get the shows on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and Amazon. Just type in the keyword DistractedDB. And I want to say again, 
to Belgium and Switzerland who had now just found my podcast. Uh, apparently two people from each one of these countries downloaded my shows. I'm waiting to find out their response, whether they like it or not. Uh, if you do like it, uh, Switzerland and Belgium, pass that on to all your neighboring countries. You know the country that I'm really trying to get and I have gotten no bites out of anything on that? Oh, man, it is crazy. Um, Australia. Australia is one that I'm trying to get a hold of for a long time. All right, here's a story. And quite honestly, to tell you the truth, I'm not a very political person on this show. But now I have to put my foot down and I have to speak my mind. Yes, L.A.'s district attorney is soft. He's soft on crime. And he's very lenient when it comes to sentencing people for bad things. And this is the thing that got me rattled. Not, I'm not going to talk about all the political things that he's done where people shot each other and he's like, okay, well, uh, yay, we'll just take your gun away and we'll send you on your merry way. No, no, I'm not going to do that at all. Why I'm preaching about getting rid of uh, uh, George Cascon is because of this story here where he's very lenient in sentencing a driver for hit and run. He stole a car, drunk, nearly hit a, a, a brand new mother who was pushing a stroller down the road in the, one of those narrow roads where the side, of, uh, uh, where the edge of the um, street has a big retainer wall where somebody lives on the other side of that wall. And so there was nowhere for this young mother to go. This is about five minutes long. I know it's a little bit long, but I appreciate Fox News for allowing me to use the sound. Welcome back to the Big Saturday Show. Los Angeles DA George Gascon's soft on crime stance is under fire again. This time after his office recommends a judge sends a teen to camp for nearly running over a mom and her infant in a stolen car while drunk. The mother recounted the incident during the trial saying, I, those, I thought those were the last moments of our lives. We were dead. That feeling, along with the memory of a car accelerating directly into us, will haunt me forever. As the car approached me and my child, I stopped walking and moved the stroller myself up against a building on the right side of the road to ensure that we gave the reckless driver plenty of room to pass. As the car got dangerously close to us, the juvenile suspect turned the wheels in our direction and accelerated as he aimed to kill us. Uh, Jillian, we had a little sound bite there, but I wanted to I want to talk to you about this a little bit. I don't know if you caught on uh, Fox and Friends earlier today. We had a the assistant district attorney for Los Angeles was talking about some of the the radical policy that's happening in LA right now. Let's see if we can uh, listen a little bit of that. Public safety is at an all-time low. He's violent crimes up. It's obvious. Women can't walk their babies down the street in Gascon's L.A. And he keeps doubling down on policies. And then he lies to the media and he puts out statements that either he's lying or he's incompetent. 
So Jillian, I'm gonna get to LA in a little bit, but I wanna talk to you about the fact that this was a juvenile offender. What is your stance on the new sentences, sentencing that we're seeing on juveniles across the country? Um, well, one thing, and the, first of all, that, that video um, and that statement, Nicole, were just horrifying. Um, it's particularly close to, be, to home for me being the mom of a 10-month-old. I can't even look at it, actually. Um, it's hard to imagine that that kind of a thing happens and somebody goes off to a sort of treatment facility um, by way of punishment. I will say there is a trend, and I'm not a criminal attorney, so I can't speak to the details here, but there is this trend now where judges sometimes treat juveniles as adults in sentencing guidelines. Um, and I think I've spoken to, I've interviewed a whole host of judges and attorneys who say this undercuts the entire criminal justice system. So I think that if we're going to have those laws on the books in states and cities like LA, judges need to stick to the sentencing guidelines. Um, if you charge some 17-year-olds as juveniles and some as adults, you lose consistency across the legal system, which is not a good thing. I, but this case, I don't, it is, I don't know what to say. It's horrible. I obviously can't condone the idea that somebody um, would not pay a severe price for attacking a mother and a baby like that in the middle of the street seems kind of crazy. Well, it sure does, of course. Uh, so Raymond, when uh, District Attorney Gascon uh, was asked about this, they put out, a, he put out a statement mm -hmm. saying this. The quote is, well, fortunately, the baby was uninjured and the mother received a laceration to her elbow. The probation department recommended and the court sentenced the minor to a youth camp for five to seven months, an appropriate resolution. Juvenile justice is meant to rehabilitate young people. Now, Raymond, mm. I don't necessarily disagree. I don't, I don't think that, uh, you know, I, sometimes I do think that children do need a second chance as we know that their, their brain is not fully formed. But the way that he right. started out that saying, oh, well, good news, no one died. I mean, come on, Raymond. Yeah. Is this really the message that we want for people? Well, is this dissuading people from doing these behaviors? Nicole, as people who have gone down bad paths and been involved with gangs will tell you, uh, you know, I, I have a friend of mine who's one of the most wealthy guys here in New Orleans, a, a great athlete. He will tell you it was the wake up call of being thrown into jail that turned his life around. So if you want to rehabilitate juveniles, you have to apply the law at times to wake them up and shock them from the path they're on. We can't accept this and just send them to summer camp. Gascon's really great at not applying the law in these cases, and not only this case, there's a case of a 26-year-old rapist, who, a child molester, who uh, said, well, I identify now as female, who was sent to a female jail for six months. Now he's wanted on a murder charge. I mean, Yeesh. Gascon has a series of this sort of pattern, and it has to stop, but it's not only in LA. It happens in places like New Orleans and Chicago and Detroit and cities across America, New York, where these DAs lay down and protect the criminals over public safety and the public good. And this poor mother, she's right, it was attempted murder. All right, again, I want to thank uh, Fox News for allowing me to use the sound. And quite honestly, you can only get rehabilitated if you want to. So going to summer camp is not going to do a damn bit of difference to somebody like this. If you steal a car and you're drunk, when I was 18, 19 years old, or even when I was in my early teens, I had never thought about doing that kind of stuff. But now it's because, hey, you can do whatever you want. Don't worry. George Castone's not going to do anything, dude. He's going to slap you on the wrist. 
ow, ow, and then send you on your way. And then you're going to be free to do it again. Just like he talked about that uh, one criminal attorney talked about, or the assistant DA talked about how he ended up having uh, a person and they got sent to jail, but got kicked out of jail or went to rehabilitation and come to find out they ended up killing somebody. That's after they had already raped somebody. So therefore that's a problem I have, but the, I'm not a political person. I'm talking about the, the hit and run. No, lock him up, lock him up, throw him away the key. You can't be rehabilitated if you don't want to. And this is the kind of guy I can tell you right now, doesn't want to be rehabilitated. And quite honestly, to tell you the truth, something needs to be changed. We're too soft on these criminals, and the judges got to tighten up the belts a little bit. Because what would happen if it was your family that was almost run over? If it was George Cascone's family member? If that was her and her child, which would be your grandchild, how would you feel? That's my question. How would you feel? I'm telling you right now, I don't want Cascone anywhere, anywhere at all in the legal department. I don't need him in a political office. And I don't, I'm not afraid to say it. I want him recalled. Again, I am not a political person, but I feel that the recall is definitely needed. So my thoughts are, get him out of office. And if I was up in L.A. County, you guarantee I'd be signing that pledge. Get him out. Get Cascone out of office. If you listen to this podcast, you know what to do. If not, it could be you that's almost run over, and it could be your family member, your daughter, your son, your husband. And then what are you going to do? You can't cry spilt milk then because you left him in office. Knock on the right door and get him out. You're listening to the TractorDriversBuster.com podcast show. We'll be back next time. Hopefully without the DA. That'd be great. <laughs>